0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs took the practice field on Wednesday to begin preparation for Week 17's matchup against the Denver Broncos. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, safety Justin Reid, and center Creed Humphrey. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back,
2: we'll wrap things up with Justin Reid and Creed Humphrey. Here's Andy Reid.
3: All right, uh, really don't have any injuries to to throw at you here. McColl will practice today and We'll just see how uh, see how he does. I look forward to the challenge of playing Denver. You um, know, defensively they number one in passing defense and um, and a couple other categories in the pass game and defensive area. They're, they're they're top notch and and then uh, offensively uh, they sure they've got good players. They've got great skill players and and um, and a good offensive line. So we'll be. We've got to have a good week of practice, and special teams—they're solid there too. So, and then with the coaching changes, um, you know, I mentioned to the team that you're you're never quite sure what what you're going to see, so you got to be kind of ready for ready for anything and everything, and uh, make sure you bring the energy in that you need um, to take care of business. We're we're glad we're here uh, at Arrowhead. Look forward to seeing all our fans out there. When uh, you, you, you say you uh, ready for anything, like, wh- what do you tell your players? What, what do you coach them for? Uh, well, you hit the things that you – the primary things that they've been doing. Uh, but you got to keep your eyes open. You just have to be aware of any adjustments. Uh, there might be a couple more sideline adjustments you have to make or in-game adjustments that a guy might have to put on. So we'll just – we'll see how it goes. But um, that's that's where we're at. So. Did you ever run a
1: couple of hard my math is correct you have exactly seven more days within the 21 day window what do you need to see out of him to make that
3: determination that he will be ready yeah so as a week went on he got you know he got a bit tired and sore and uh, I think he he, that was good he worked his way through what he needed to get through and and uh, now it's a matter of getting him in a game and so I, I presume unless there's a setback I presume he'll he'll be there but yeah, that's where we're at right now.
1: Have you ever run across uh, Jerry Roseburg and ever had a chance to meet him and talk to
3: him? I have, uh, he, he actually worked for John Harbaugh for a number of years. Uh, one of the top special teams coaches in the NFL. Uh, um, and uh, a, a good football coach, period, but he was, he was a tremendous uh, special teams coach. Good guy. And he uh, is his clock anywhere close to being started here? Yeah, he's not He's not ready yet. I mean, he's not, uh, he's, clo- he's close, but not ready. The high ankle sprains, those, those are tough deals, man, on running backs. So he's working through everything and he's busting his tail. It's just you know, not quite there yet. What are the realistic
1: <clears throat> um, options that maybe have Clyde available for the postseason, and maybe even Jody Fortune included
3: in that group? I mean, there's a chance. I mean, there's a chance that that happens. I um, time will tell, see how, see how things go here. Um, you know, right now, neither one, you know, ready to go, so. I saw a stat
0: recently that you guys are beating the league and batted balls at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. How much is that practiced and worked on, or how much of that is just kind of understanding the down-and-distance situation and obviously being prepared for it? that if you don't get home yeah joe covers that
3: uh you know if you're not able to quite get to the guy to the quarterback get your hands up uh, at least one and um you know try to bat the ball down and so that's part of his repertoire of things that he does in there with him but it's been very successful and i know before george kind of went on this Sack thing that he's going. Uh, he, he had a few battered balls in there, which were big for us, and and um, Carlos likewise. I mean, you know. Yeah, mean,
0: have with say Carlos is known for that. How much just yeah. his addition and his play style might just permeate to the rest of the guys, especially. Yeah, the players, yeah, yeah,
3: sure. Well, they see they they know the history of him doing it. I know the history of him doing it. He batted a few of ours ours down. Glad he's on our side and. and um, um so they you know, they know and Carlos is a smart guy, talks to everybody, so I'm sure he's helped in that area. Okay, your, uh, your your roster is kind of high question here. Your your roster's turned over a lot since Patrick became the starter. They'll probably turn over again. They're a bunch more John volume here. Um, how do you approach that challenge, sort of knowing uh the reality is things are gonna change and evolve while still trying to maintain an identity and still trying to accentuate what, what Patrick does? Uh, sure. Um I think I think you go back to Brett. And the people that he brings in, um, he kind of he knows the offense. He grew up profe- in the profession with this offense, uh, um, and the NFL with this offense. So he has a pretty good feel of what needs uh, needs to be fitted in there, and how guys, even though they might not have been in the scheme, but they have certain qualities there that um, would work for us. So, um, and then. You know Pat's ability to kind of welcome everybody in. Kelsey welcomes everybody in. Those are now Patrick's become one of the old vets, but Kelsey's been the oldest vet, and and he kind of he, he that's a that's a comfortable thing for guys, new guys coming in here, that they're not just going to be pushed aside. But that we, yeah, we're going to take your strengths and let's go, and then you can learn the other stuff as we as we go along. And,
1: and is, is Patrick's <clears throat> he, he's very talented
0: in a lot of ways. Does that make it? Um, a little bit easier to, to target guys it kind of seems like whatever their strength is been
3: able to yeah exploit that. it yeah yeah no that's uh, yeah exactly right yeah, yeah for sure he uh, you know he and he knows he's got a keen eye on that stuff and he's done it long enough now to where he's got a good feeling where a guy needs to be and how to get him there and uh, and so he, he does a nice job with all that other um, certain things that you try tried <clears throat> and, I mean you guys obviously have, have clenched the playoffs by the minimum. But are there certain things you try and lay around the uh, last couple weeks, last week that, that you feel like you want to see in action before the postseason Yeah, I would like to see all three phases playing well. I mean that's uh, you know, we have one phase play well and another one that doesn't or two of them play well and another one doesn't. So um when you you know, you get to that point, I mean you want that every game, but you know we're there now, so we're in the last two games of the season. So, you know you got to start making sure you're reaching, reaching your uh, A game there.
1: Couple more. <clears throat> what do you think has led to this late season uh, surge for Jared McKinnon, and how important has uh, a player has he become for you here?
3: Yeah, he kind of did this same thing last year. I mean, he's a seasoned veteran. He he knows, and he's had good people that could get in and play and spot him and so on, but. I, I would tell you this from a professional standpoint. Um, he's phenomenal. His study habits, and then for your question, taking care of his body. He, he is meticulous about how he goes about that, and it's a great example to these young guys.
0: Can you can you can you talk about the mentorship portion of it? I talked to Isaiah after the game last week, and he said he leaned on Jerick a little bit for. You know that mentorship and asking how to
3: navigate through things how much have you seen from him? yeah he, he's willing to share you know that's uh <clears throat> again he's not threatened by the other guys he he he's going to do what he does and uh, but he's willing to share those things and they see him in the in the meetings if he needs to use a foam roller you know he's going to get down in in greg's office and work you know whatever he needs to work his hamstring whatever uh, his eating habits—they see that. So, and he's willing to talk about it. He—he he likes to talk. <laughs> <laughs> last two,
1: we'll go Jesse and then Andy. just where do you see Sky Moore and his rookie progression?
3: Yeah, I, I really like what I what I've seen here in the last few weeks. Um, He—he's uh, gotten better every every week. Better understanding of the offense. Um, we've seen some zone teams and. Uh, how to fit in the different holes as an inside receiver? He's getting better at that, and I like that. And then he's had a few of the jet sweep things, and he, he was stretching them out. You know, where it would have been good in Canada, but not here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so now he's hitting that son of a gun up in there. So that's a that's a good thing. Last
1: one, Sam. And he asks you this
0: every year, but one job is open now. I'm just wondering over the course of this last year, as much as you want to see Eric get another job I know Spoke is here. it's focused here sure. right now but
3: yeah. have you studied to try and figure out maybe a, a different approach that something that helps them out just what, what's that process come like yeah so uh the league actually did that for so for the assistant some of the assistant coaches that had potential opportunity to become head coaches uh, I thought they did a nice job with that this offseason getting them together with the owners and so to me that was the difference um in more of a casual setting, as opposed, to, I gotta hire this guy right now, get to know him, and um, I appreciate—I appreciated that. Uh, you know, that was a—I thought that was a, a good thing for for Eric. Um, you know, I—I I, I know what he can do. I mean, I've said it a hundred times, and I haven't changed my opinion on that. So, I, um, I hope he gets an opportunity. Rather not having it. At, Denver, but I, I hope he gets an opportunity. <laughs> all right.
1: You guys are facing the same team just a couple weeks after seeing, but a lot of things have happened there. Coach said he gave you guys a message to he kind of be ready for anything. Just what are your thoughts about facing a team so quickly afterwards, but they've gone through all this?
2: Yeah, I mean, they still have a, they put us tough this last one. I mean, they gave us everything that we could, we could ask for. I mean, we have to go out there and play our best ball. I mean, if you look at the tape, you see the talent that they have and, and how hard they play. And so for us, it will be a great opportunity to play a rival um, at Arrowhead and have to find a way to get a win.
1: They got you a couple of times with the interceptions. You haven't thrown one since then, right? Um, what do you take from that game? And you've obviously made some adjustments, I guess. The coach said it's a great example of fix your own stuff for the rest of the team, but uh, going back and look at the tape, something
2: you probably don't to fix Yeah, I mean, they did a good job of following my eyes, uh, making some good plays on some balls that I was trying to throw in some tight windows. Um, and so I've had to make sure to just take what's there and not try to force it. Um, they got great players. Like I said, they got great players that make a lot of great plays. And so uh, for, for me and for this team, we gotta go out there and play our best ball. And we know we have to play our best ball if we want to win. Yeah, he's done a great job with his opportunities that he's been given. Um, he's like the one this last week I throw the ball in the flat. You're expecting to kind of, we have that touchdown, checkdown mentality. But we throw it to a guy like that who can battle his way and get in the end zone, um, that, that, that special ability. And so for him, um, he's playing good, uh, good football at the right time of the year. And how can he carry that momentum into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean he's just he's just super smart. I think that's the biggest thing. Even an unscouted look, he's great at picking up that guy or passing off the guy to the right the right lineman and doing all that different type of stuff that just takes years of experience. And so uh, having a guy like that that can step in, uh, know he's seen so much, so he knows every single rule of the protection and can go in there and make the block when it counts. Uh, I mean it's it's a, a big time thing to have on the team. Patrick, I, I
0: know earlier you said that every time you felt like you threw to Noah, it was a good play. Mm-hmm. Connected with them now, what seems to be ten straight games, I believe. Just how does Noah fit into this offense, and obviously playing off of Travis and giving you another option at the tight end position?
2: Right? Yeah, I think I think you said it. Um I think first off, he's a guy that can come in whenever Travis tired, and he can't play every play, especially at his age. So uh, it's uh he can come in when Travis tired and, and make some plays happen, and still get himself open on some of those Trav uh, type routes, and then uh, being able to block the way he way he can. Uh, it puts teams in a bind where you have a guy that can block. Um, and you can have two tight ends on the field, but he can also run routes like a receiver. So uh, he'll continue to get more and more in this, in this offense, uh, and he's so comfortable in it. Um, and he's another weapon that we can have that can go out there and, and make it hard for defenses. Patrick, this is insightful a little bit, but the 52-yard pass to Kelsey, he started in motion. You guys throw a lot to a guy that starts in motion. I know you get like a man zone sort of thing, mm-hmm. but are there other benefits the receivers get or the you guys get from... Have a guy go in motion and throw it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the biggest one's probably man zone IDs. Um, it also gets guys usually cleaner releases, so they're not necessarily pressed the line of scrimmage so the timing can be right. Um, and I think sometimes you can use them as a decoy, and you can use that guy in motion to get the attention to him with all that, that he's moving behind the line of scrimmage and hit someone else. So uh, I think Coach and uh, Coach Reed and Coach Beanie have done a great job of that, of, of using that motion to our advantage um, in several different ways, and uh, I'm sure we'll continue to do that as the, as the season goes on.
4: The has, has turned over a lot since you
1: uh,
3: got got here. Um, I wonder how, how do you approach that that challenge of sort of adapting to what's new around you, which is like inevitable in the NFL, and also you know not losing what sort of makes you, makes you successful
2: in the first place? Yeah, I think it's first is the culture that we've built here. Um, that started before I even got here with Coach Reed and the coaches that they, they had. I mean, they built this culture of this is how we're going to work, um, this is how we're going to prepare, and, and this is how we're going to win. Um, and so I just try to... Embrace that as much as possible. Show the guys that are new uh, how we do things. Um, and I mean, like you said, NFL, there's a lot of new guys every single year. And obviously, this year has been probably the biggest. Um, but I think as you continue to add and add, if you can continue to build that culture, you can continue to go out there and win football games.
0: And you a long time, and more changes are going to come, obviously. Have, have you, like you said, this has been one of the bigger changes this year. Hmm. Are there lessons you learned this year
1: that you'll, you'll take forward?
2: Yeah, I mean, it helped me grow as a quarterback, just having to get through the offense, uh, the entire offense, knowing that we're going to move guys around, we're going to have playmakers everywhere, um, and you got to just continue to get through your reads, get to the right guy. I mean, I think I got in, uh, some things the last year, especially where it was Tyreek or Travis, Tyreek or Travis kind of looking back and forth to that. Um, I think it's helped me become a better quarterback, having to move around and having so many different weapons everywhere that I have to just get through the read. So uh, I think I'll continue to evolve. Um, we'll have a lot of different guys in my my tenure here. I'll be here for a long time. Um, and uh, one day I'll get to, get to here as long as Travis has been here. Greg, for be open about involving you,
1: especially nowadays. How much are you involved maybe in some of these things in the offseason than maybe you were when you first became the starter back in 18?
2: Um, I'm involved a little bit Uh, he usually it's usually like a thing where it's just hey we're we're talking to this guy what do you think Um, and I'll look at the tape and 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 kind of give my insight on stuff like that. Um, But I I try to stay away from making like decisions uh, on people. I think that we have great guys and great positions great coaches and great personnel people that usually can do that so uh, I'll give my my take on people but uh, they do a great job of bringing in a lot of great players. Yeah, I mean it was it was just it was cool. First off it was cold. It was it was really cold and being from Texas I wasn't ready for I don't think I was ready for that, that cold weather in Denver that day. Um but uh it was uh it was just a great experience to be out there and playing. I mean it, it was I think more gratifying that all that work I put in, I felt so much more advanced than I did in the preseason before just because of how much I'd been in the building and going through the process. And I think that kind of just gave me another stamp of approval. This is how you have to do things. And so I think that was the biggest thing, more than going out there and getting the win, was all that work that you put in the entire year without playing had paid off. So
0: did it change um, much for you the next preseason?
2: It was like I learned like a new language just through that next training camp. When I first got here in the preseason uh, that first year, uh, I, was t- I was so focused on getting us in the right position and getting the offense lined up and all that different type of stuff that I wasn't even worried about what the defense was doing. I was just trying to go out there and make sure we were doing stuff the right way, whereas at the end of the, that last game and then into that next preseason, I was focused on what the defense was doing because I was so comfortable in the offense. I think that's where you take the biggest step uh, in quarterback position. Uh, to go back
0: to something. Quick mm-hmm. talk before Patrick did you give an input on on Juju last year even though it didn't work out in the, in the free agency time period
2: yeah I mean when they, they said that we were we were interested in Juju I mean I definitely I knew him previously so I knew that uh, what type of guy he was and how hard he worked um, but uh, I definitely like the the ability he has I mean I think you see it this year is he can do a lot of stuff that we utilize in this offense uh, in a variety of ways so I was definitely I was definitely texting him like coach Reed was trying to get him to come here.
1: December, things ratchet up a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, things definitely get you know, faster and tougher in the playoffs. How do you feel and see these rookies, the, the guys that you have in the secondary, as far as kind of realizing that and figuring out that, hey, it's going to get harder in the next few weeks?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, first and foremost, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say we don't have rookies anymore. You know what I mean? They've had enough experience, they've had enough games under their belt. Um, they're first year players still. Um, but, you know, that. that title rookie, we really wanna throw that out the window because of the experience and you know, the snaps they have under their belt, the pelts they have on the wall, and also just to encourage them to take a little more ownership and leadership and continuing to grow and mature and be dominant. Um, as de- December comes around, eventually January, eventually February, things are only gonna get faster. You know what I mean? There's no way to really prepare them for how the speed will change, other than to continue to harp on how you can get better day in and day out and challenge yourself Week in and week out um, to be executed on all the details. You know, mistakes are magnified in the playoffs. The speed of the game is a lot faster, um, but they're ready for it. You know what I mean? And the best way to have confidence going into the playoffs is to make sure that we finish out this week strong and the next week strong um, so that they don't feel like there's any um, weaknesses going into the playoff structure. How beneficial was it for those those young guys to take those lumps early on in the season as far as like going against Diggs? Yeah. There's there's no better teacher than experience, and you know, and since they've got to be on the same field as those guys, and you know, give them the confidence to say, you know, I belong here. I've, I've lined up with the best of the best, and I've held my own. Um, that type of confidence is going to come through for us uh, when we need it to.
1: You mentioned holding your own. How do you think Legereus Sneed did traveling uh, with DK Metcalf this past game?
0: Oh, phenomenal! You know, Lejarius is one of our most physical players in the secondary. Um, and as well as DK is a very physical player, so we knew that matchup was going to be one to have your popcorn ready for. The um, LJ did a great job for it, um, and that's the type of guy that he is. And we're going to continue to lean on him if a situation like that arises again.
1: The Broncos didn't have Cortland Sutton the last time we faced him, so but He finally returned to action this past game. What type of dynamic does that add when you combine him with Jerry Judy?
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's a, that's the second twin tower, you know, in their offensive system. They didn't have him the first time. Um, you know, put a lot of onus on Jerry Judy uh, to take it on his own, but since they have him back, I've played against Cortland, we're in the same draft class, um, very big receiver, wide range uh, what, catching radius that it will have there, and you know it allows them uh, to give Russell Wilson another option there on the outside. So I think it'll be good for their offense um, to have them both on the field, and I think it'll be a good challenge for us um, to defend both of them. Yeah, uh, just consistency. You know what I mean? A lot of times in this game, you know, plays come in bunches, um, and a lot of players in that secondary are really getting hot at the right time. You know, it's great to have um, a hot season all year long, make plays along the way, but you really want to start catching fire at this time of year. Um, Juan's doing a great job playing well. He's making plays on the ball. Really should have had two interceptions last week. You know, you only got one on the board, but um, we know that that was two. Uh and you know, I'm excited to see him keep growing to keep you know putting his stamp on this franchise in the NFL. Any thoughts on JJ Watt retiring since it's your former teammate? Yeah, man, it's nuts. It's nuts seeing it come around in circles. I actually uh hung out with him a little bit this off season when I was training in Arizona. Um so I'm excited for him to go into the next chapter. Uh the game will definitely miss players like him. Um not only just an impactful guy, outspoken leadership and the type of passion that he brought to the game, as well as the smack talking. sure you guys have seen the clips, Um, but also all the stuff that he did off the field too. It's just truly amazing, you know, raising over $40 million during hurricane Harvey and all the good work that he's done there. Uh, You know, the game is definitely gonna miss him, but I have a feeling that he'll be all right in the next chapter with the type of charisma and the type of character that he has um, with whatever he does next.
2: What did you
0: learn from him? Um, A lot of it was just the, not only just the leadership aspect of it, but also um the attention to the end week details as far as like he went hard in the weight room. Like, you know, Monday to Friday, he went hard. He stayed got there early, stayed late. Um he knew plays in the secondary, like being a defensive lineman, he knew some coverage things just because in the meetings, he like paid attention to everything, soaked up a whole lot of knowledge. So that attention to detail and you know being against being next to a future Hall of Famer um, you get to pick up a little bit on that energy and that attitude. And, you know, it's like, okay, I, I, can, I can see right in front of me what it takes to be a player um, that's that great. You know, so I think that it was beneficial for me to have him next to me for uh, the first three years. Um, and he's a good friend, so I'm happy for him with his next chapter. When you were talking about the younger guys earlier, uh, Brian made a great play on fourth down against Seattle last Huge. Week. How's Brian growing this year in your eye? Huge. Um, a guy that's reliable, very cerebral, as I've always said. Um, always ready in the moment for when he's text on the field. On that exact play, actually, we had three first-year players lined up side-by-side-by-side, by side by side, all on that side of the field, fourth-down situation. They came through for us and you know, made a big-time stop uh, to get us off the field. Um, so I'm excited for Brian. Good tackler, cerebral guy um really takes advantage of his opportunities when he does get on the field. Bowl, what was your reaction when
4: you were notified that you made it this year? Yeah, thank you. It was a it was a big honor. Uh, you know, it really just kinda speaks on how well, you know, the offensive linemen around me have been playing too. They made my job a lot easier this season. So uh it's very exciting. Hopefully, uh, you know, we're in Arizona instead of being in Vegas. But, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a big accomplishment. Does it, does it
1: make it a little
4: bit more special that there are three of you to make the Pro Bowl this year in the group? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, the O-line's been playing great this year, man. Being around those guys, it's just been really fun uh, getting to work with them all year and things like that. So, uh, you know, I'm very excited for, you know, Joe and for Orlando. They've been, you know, having a great year, so it's been awesome to see. You
1: mentioned playing great this year. Kind of difficult not to notice some of the pancake blocks that, that that go on on the interior there. Are there any internal competition between you and the other starting offensive linemen for the most
4: pancakes this year? Yeah, I think everybody's trying to catch up to Trey right now, but uh, <laughs> it's been it's been fun for sure, man. Uh, just you know, seeing seeing you know things that happen with you know whether it's Trey, Joe, Orlando, Wiley, you know that makes me want to do even better. That makes me want to do the same thing. So uh, you know, I definitely think that kind of gets everybody to start playing better, more physical, things like that, you know, because we all get excited about it. I know Trey got
1: you guys all the, the T-shirts last week. I mean, how much fun and camaraderie is there with amongst all you guys?
4: Yeah, a ton. You know, uh, it's we have, we have a great time. It's a super close group. Uh, you know, the the entire group's close, so uh, we have a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, getting those shirts was cool. You know, it's a great shirt for sure. But, uh, yeah, getting those shirts was cool. And, uh, yeah, we just, we have a lot of fun together. When you look
0: at where you-
4: Yeah, for sure. You know, I think uh, we're playing together as a whole unit uh, a lot better. You know, I think the chemistry has gotten a lot better since last year. I think, uh, you know, everybody kind of knows what we, what you know, everybody else on the lines about. You know, we kind of know exactly how other people are going to play. So, uh, you know, I think we're just being able to build off that and, uh, you know, kind of complement each other more and more. You know, it's been really good to see so far. So, You guys have had
1: a couple of really strong weeks, definitely, when you look at the metrics and everything and protection. Um, against Denver, you know, now, now you're playing them in a pretty short period of time. Is there an advantage to that for you guys to be able to kind of see, okay, let's see how it come comes up with kind of tweaks that we've made in the last couple of weeks since that game have, have kind of manifested?
4: Yeah, you know, they're a very tough opponent. So they have a ton of good players on that defense. That defense is very good. So uh, we know it's going to be a big challenge for us going into this game. And, uh, you know, for us, we pride ourselves in being able to win our one-on-one battles. So that's really what it boils down to. And, uh, you know, they have a great front seven, and it's going to be a big challenge for us. So uh, we're excited about it, though.
1: The screen game's
2: been working for you guys all year long, and that's a testament to the athleticism you guys have on the offensive line. For you as a lineman, where does that rank getting out there on the screen in terms of your favorite things to do?
4: Yeah, you know, I think it's just uh, really Coach Coach Heck and Coach Reed have been, you know, coaching it up very well for us. And, uh so it's been it's been very fun. Uh, they do a great job teaching us exactly what our landmarks are and things like that. So uh, it's been really fun, and uh, you know, seeing some of the plays that Trey's made on those screens and stuff like that. It's been really cool to see. But uh, yeah, it's been fun for sure. Thanks,
0: Crete. Yep. Thanks, thanks Crete. More to do,s less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot.